For the third year and counting, Richard Skipper has been celebrating the artists you love. Richard Skipper is all about celebrating life, art, and his guest body of work. Please join us while he showcases these diverse and talented individuals. Here's Richard Skipper. Happy Saturday, everyone. It's apple pie day, and this is right out of the oven. Isn't this beautiful? I have to confess, I did not make it. This was made by Danny, uh, but he made it specifically for today because it is apple pie day. Today's going to be a very special day uh, because one of my favorite people on the planet is going to be my co-host today. Uh, we may have other people dropping in. We may not. It may be, just be the two of us. But I'm going to bring her on and we are going to celebrate each other and all of you. By the way, if any of you have any questions for either one of us, today's the day to ask those questions. Um, and if you want to come on camera, uh, just give me a thumbs up and I'll bring you on camera as well. So here she is without further ado. My dear friend, Danielle. How are you, Danielle? Hey, everybody. Hi, Richard. I love the blue. I love the blue Santa hat. You know, blue is one of my favorite colors. Well, it's one of my favorite colors, too. But uh, are you familiar with uh, Pantone? Yes. Well, you know that they pick a color every year. Right. And the color just came out for next year. Do you know what Did it is? Did it already come out? That's great. It came out. And I wanted to have the background here, but the... I, I tried to grab it from their website and I could not lift it, uh, but it is red. Uh, it's called Vivid Magenta. Okay. Which is one of my Magenta's favorite Magenta's good. Colors. Magenta's very, very high vibe. So we like that. <laughs> we need that. Well, I wanted to ask you about that because, I mean, it, 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 which of the chakras is magenta or closer to magenta? So Magenta would probably most resonate with the crown, although the crown chakra more goes towards violet. A lot of people who work with the upper chakras tend to work with or gravitate towards magenta. Um, there are a lot of channelers as well who use the color magenta, and a lot of people associated with the um, nature spirits also connect with the color magenta. And I drive Danny crazy every year because when the color comes out, he goes, oh, my God, not again, because I begin to change the color of my background. Uh, I, I want our Christmas tree lights to reflect the color of the new year because I think it brings good karma when I do that. And yeah, uh, but, and there are and there are some pink Christmas trees I've seen. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you know, it's very interesting because um, some of you may recall for the longest time I had a green backdrop. And the green backdrop, it was a gorgeous emerald uh, green color. Uh, when I wanted to change to the green, Danny ordered the green and it came and I put it up. But what it was doing to me was it was changing my skin tones. And I did not realize this. I have a wonderful friend, Matt Berman, who is a Broadway lighting designer. And I called Matt and he came on with me and... <laughs> And the day that he came on with me, I was wearing like a uh, like a uh, lime green uh, sweatshirt. And he said, Richard, for God's sake, take that off because it is throwing everything out of whack. And I did yeah. a little deeper research and it turns out that what was happening was that the lighting, everything was picking up my background as a green screen. Yeah. And it was, you know, it wasn't distorting the image. I'm not a fan of green screens to begin with because it distorts the image. Uh, and until yeah. they become a little bit more sophisticated, I don't want to use them. Uh, but I, I put this on and uh, and when I did this research and because I looked like uh, a, um, and I don't mean this in any racist or uh, sexist way, folks, but I looked like a drunken Irishman. I mean, my face was red, my, my cheeks were red. It distorted my skin tone so much and it would drive me crazy. And before every show, I was busy adjusting the lights, doing everything until I figured out what that issue was. Yeah, it's funny. I actually just got in some... Um 
semi-arguments in comments last night with someone about green screen uh, because I, I normally don't participate in online drama at all. But um, there was a video. Uh, are you aware of uh, the green shot awards that happened in Boston last night with Prince uh, William and Princess Kate, the new and new Prince and Princess of Wales? Is this their environmental awards that were given out? Yes, last it's their, yes, yeah, yes, it's yes. their environmental awards. And they had the big award show last night. And she was wearing a dress that was identical to green screen color. And uh, they made a big thing. And apparently it was more environmentally friendly because she rented this designer dress rather than purchased it. Um, but I made a comment. I said, oh, my God, people are going to Photoshop this dress like crazy because it is identical to green screen coloring. And I said, it's the only fashion flaw I've ever seen Catherine get close to getting is choosing this particular shade of green of all the ones they could have chosen. And people in the comments went crazy. They started because I have a picture on on all my things. You know, I show my face mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. started like saying, your glasses must not be big enough because you must not see she could do no wrong. There is no flaw. And I'm just like, obviously, you didn't read or understand my comment. I only made the comment about the dress. I would never comment on her or anyone's appearance. It was just the dress that I perceived as a flaw because it's like it's, there's thousands of photos that are taken of this event that are going to be available online. And people do that. I've seen many people do that, even if they don't choose a green screen color. So to choose a color that is identical to green screen just makes it easy for all those people to do that, in my opinion. And I got the most comments I've gotten probably in a year on social media, just because people were just wanted to attack and, and thought that I was attacking. So very resonant with your- uh, You shows. have just hit the nail on the head with, yeah. the you know, this is that this is what really, uh, again, I don't want to sound like I'm a broken record, but that's yeah. one of the main reasons that I wanted to step away from Facebook for yeah. a while, because uh, you and I, um, we rely and we, you know, and I appreciate all of our uh, regulars that show up for every show. God bless you. But you and I rely on audiences. We try to build and we do what we can. And I know that you and I are on the same path when it comes to this. We utilize social media as a means to the end, you know, to get our word out, to let people know about what we're doing and everything. And it blows my mind how many things that I post about the shows and everything that gets absolutely no response at all. And then something like that gets thousands of comments. Yeah. And to answer Sherry's question, no, it was on YouTube. It was from a, a news video of the event on YouTube. It wasn't on Facebook. Um, but I have my same icon with the picture everywhere. And so they commented that. And then afterwards, I did a little update because you can edit your comments. And I said, just to clarify, I was not, nor would I ever reference her appearance. I Clearly people were not reading or not understanding. It was about green screen. I think she's lovely. Obviously I'm a big um, supporter of that portion of the royal family and, and the Waleses. Uh, it was really just actually concern uh, to think that something as important as environmental awards would possibly be overshadowed by the fact that they left this door open to make a whole bunch of edits that would maybe overshadow the event. So, and then nice people commented and said, oh, I could, yes, I'm not familiar, I could see. But funnily enough, and I, the reason I bring up this story is because the people who commented or the person who commented on my appearance had no picture for their icon. They're completely faceless online. And they had made a bunch of comments about um, the, the whales. What you just said. Faceless yeah. on social media. Yeah, mm -hmm. they were faceless. And so they had made a bunch of comments attacking people or being in total idolization support of the royals, which I don't think we should get to that point with anyone where we're totally supportive and can't question anything they do. Um, but if ever anyone is attacked, remember that it's coming from the people try to look where it's coming from because most often mm -hmm. it's coming from baseless people it's coming from people that don't understand and a matter of fact this month i already had a positive interaction i had my um my gift certificates 
post on on Facebook, actually, you know, letting people know they could purchase that experience for the holidays for people. Which we some will show a little person, later, because you know. Yes, but some some random. Thank you for having me. Um, but some random person said the only spirit you need is the Holy Spirit, and commented. And I was very nice about it. And I said, how do you know that that's not who I work with? And they wrote back and said, I assume it was Satan. And I said, well, you well, assumed wrong. <laughs> right. And I well, said, you know, well, you assumed you know, wrong. I, it reminds me of a story. Years ago, I was on the subway uh, in the city. And there was a group. I think they were from Tennessee or something. And it was yeah. a lot of teenagers. And they were wearing uh, these white T-shirts that said, do you believe in Jesus? And uh, so one of the kids, and we're going back a few years ago, uh, this was way before COVID, but one of the kids sat down next to me and he said, do you believe in Jesus? And I said, yes, I do believe in Jesus, but I also believe in Buddha. Uh, I believe in Allah. I believe that there are other ways to get where we want to go on a spiritual path. When you think about religion or spirituality, um, they all revolve around the golden rule do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Every tenet of religion is based on that one, one thought. And yet it's amazing to me that, and we are seeing this country being ripped apart under the guise of religion because there are people who feel that their religion is more important than the other person's religion. Um, The reason this country was set up, although, let's be honest, uh, we know based on the history that we're learning as we get older, this was not taught when I was in school, is that when they came to this country, they usurped, stole, took the land that belonged to other people uh, to create what they wanted in this country. And unfortunately, uh, too many people Um, hide under that umbrella or that guise. Uh, I'm a very spiritual person and I am very open. Um, You and I did a whole show on empaths. I am, I want to embrace wherever someone is coming from. The concert that I'm doing across the street next week. Um, I'm not affiliated with the church. Uh, I just happen to live across the street. When my friend Peggy passed away, tomorrow will be one year ago. Uh, when Peggy passed away, I reached out them because, uh, to them because I wanted to do something that was a little bit more on a, uh, you know, on a platform of uh, formality. And that's why I mm. chose the church. Peggy was very much a part of our family, Danny and me. We traveled together. We did a lot of things together. And uh, we always had, she was here for all of our holidays parties in our backyard and everything. And the church was right across the street. So my thought was that if it didn't work out at the church for us to have a big celebration of her life afterwards, we could at least come back to our house and continue the event here. But from the moment that I reached out to Christ Church, which is an Episcopal church, they opened their doors and they said, whatever you want, whatever you need, And when it was all said and done, they did not charge me a dime, not a penny. And I said, I want to return the favor. And that's how this concert came about that I'm doing next week. So, and as you know, we've got an amazing lineup of people in it. Uh, But um, it it was, you know, it it was a very reciprocal thing that we're giving with each other. I want to respond to a couple of comments before we lose them. Uh, Sherry uh, mentions that she has a girlfriend from high school uh, that lives in California and she makes crystal veil curtains. I would love for her to get in touch with me, Sherry, um, (laughs) and let her know that if she's interested, perhaps we could do a barter deal. I could give her advertising in exchange for new curtains and be more than happy. Need a new magenta. (laughs) Yes. And if she has anything in magenta, that would be even better. Um, And then she's got another comment here. Uh, The more people that do not comment on your post, what you're doing in your life are the more that are jealous. Get it. I don't understand jealousy. It's not something that I, I, it's hard for me. And I don't think it's a matter of my self-worth, but I find people are always saying to me that certain people are jealous. 
And yet I can't relate to that because I, for the life of me, cannot ima imagine why anybody would ever be jealous of anything that I do. Well, not to uh, disagree too strongly, but to disagree slightly with Sherry, I don't think it necessarily means they're jealous. Sometimes they're just um, not on the page to be able to see you and honor you. Sometimes seeing and recognizing your accomplishments or what you are doing would mean something negative for them. So jealousy is more about envious that they exactly want it. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes what we're doing and the fact that we're able to do things and put ourselves out there no matter how it's received can hit upon people's trigger points and um, make them not necessarily want what we have but feel bad for what they may want to accomplish in their life. So it's slightly different than jealousy and envy. And for you, Richard, I, I honestly feel that you're the type of empath who doesn't really look upon people in terms of being jealous and wanting to covet or grab what they have. Uh, I feel for you, it's more that kind of along the same lines, you would see something that somebody else is having and doing well and mm -hmm. be more inclined to think something badly or feel badly about yourself and internalize it rather than externalize it with some form of jealousy or trying to grab at, at theirs. And I think uh, that really comes from, or at least I know that came from in, in my personal patterns, the fact that um, we're the type that would be more inclined to hurt ourselves rather than others. You know, we, we don't want to ever spread hurt around and sometimes we can internalize things and internalize feelings and put ourselves on the line before we ever put anyone else on the line. Uh, it kind of goes along the lines of not making more karma with other people. Um, but then at a certain point in our healing journey, we realize, oh, those feelings are not not for me to criticize myself more harshly, but just to see where I may want to do more work on myself. So it's not necessarily a self-worth issue. Um, it's more of, in, in my case and in my experience, a, a martyrdom issue in terms of, of hurting ourselves before we allow others to be hurt instead of getting to the place where we can see that nobody really has to be hurt. Thank you. Thank you for that. I want to bring up another comment, and this is from uh, Alan. Thank you. And he says, thinking of me on Peggy's poignant celestial first anniversary tomorrow. Uh, because I, I, I don't want to put you on the spot, Yeah. but are you able to pick up on any of Peggy's energy? I can. Um, I want to give it a little bit because to invite it in. But before mm -hmm. I go on live or anything, I always make a safe space in case somebody wants to come through. Um, did she have a very deep voice or something wrong with her throat towards the end? Uh, she was a singer. Um, uh -huh. So it's interesting that you asked that question. Uh, she uh, was a singer. Peggy was born blind. Um, okay. So, um, and it was very interesting because uh, we again spent our holidays together and I had reached out to Peggy to see if she wanted to spend Thanksgiving with us at Danny's cousins um, in Connecticut. Right. And uh, she said that she was going to lay low this year, that she wasn't really feeling that well. And I did, you know, stress to her that if there was anything she wanted or needed to get in touch with me. So then she, we connected uh, a couple of days later. She was in the hospital. She went in the hospital for a colonoscopy because she was having trouble keeping her food down. She even drinking water was painful for her. So you may be picking up on that. Um, yeah, because so, I'm feeling like towards the end, especially there was lumps in the throat, like pain and lump in the throat, um, but even something that affected the voice. So her voice may have shifted over time or changed over time. If you have recordings of her, you mm -hmm. may have noticed that towards the end, um, there was some difference there. Sort of like uh, the example I'm seeing is how Lucy, uh, Lucille Ball's voice really right. dramatically shifted over time. Um but I'm also getting a reference to smoking. Was she a smoker or did she no, have she issues wasn't. because of no, no, did she have no. issues because of secondhand smoke? Do you know? I don't know. That's a very interesting question. I don't know that. Because um, I'm seeing like smoke being blown in the face. So this could be her realizing from the other side that some secondhand smoke that she may have picked up on in life um, affected uh, issues that became things mm -hmm. that led to her passing more so towards the end of her life. Uh, I know personally that secondhand smoke 
secondhand smokers' lungs can actually be worse sometimes than smokers' lungs, depending mm -hmm. on the exposure. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also seeing something about the, the forehead and the third eye area. So um, I know you said she was blind, but I, I'm getting a sense that she did actually have vision. So either at some point she had vision, maybe early in life, or this is a reference to her blind. Okay, so then this is a reference to her third eye being open and actually being able to still visualize while she was blind, um, because I'm getting a sense that it, it matches up now. So on the other side, now with all of her uh, constitutions and abilities, I'm getting a reference from her that the things and the way that she visualized things matches up quite well with how she can mm -hmm. see them now from the other side. Um, I'm also seeing plates, so uh, plates of food, so reference to, she is very much around the holidays. So I'm not sure if she really likes the holidays, but I know you said oh. she spent a lot of holidays with no, you. No, she loved the holidays. I mean, we yeah, we so spent uh, Christmas and Thanksgiving together. And, uh, and it's interesting because the last conversation that we had with her, which is very interesting, um, the, yeah. she, the, the last thing she said to me was, I'm looking forward to seeing you and Danny for Christmas. She was going to stay here uh, yeah. and uh, have Danny's turkey sandwiches. And the interesting thing is that Danny nor I ever recall ever serving her turkey sandwiches mm -hmm. or that ever being something that was a big thing for us. Uh, maybe she had had a turkey sandwich here and she enjoyed it very much but it wasn't a big, big thing for us. So that was a very interesting thing that she said. And that was our last conversation. I spoke with her the night before she passed away. Yeah, because she's referencing plates of food and very much being around when there are plates of food being served. I am getting that she is crossed over to the other side. Sometimes they hang around a while, unsure of mm -hmm. how they would still be able to connect. Um, but I'm also seeing... I'm getting a reference to sister. Do you know if she had a sister or referred to Oh my to God. I, it's, uh, what are you picking up on? Because this is very interesting. Keep going. So I'm getting the word sister and said kind of with, with both reverence and irreverence, like a joking sense at the same time. So it could be her physical blood sister, or it could be the fact that she referred to people as sister. Well, it's very interesting because the day um, that she passed away, I was her executor. So when I got okay. word that she had passed away, um, I immediately tried to locate family members before I, and I have to be honest with you, Peggy was more than just a friend. I mean, the fact that she asked me to be her executor should tell you a lot right there. Right. We were, um, we were soulmates. We were so connected with each other. She spent holidays with us. We traveled together. Um, just incredible, fun, fun times that we had with her. And uh, one cousin that I had met, um, Diane, uh, Diane had visited uh, New York a few times. Peggy and Diane, uh, Diane used to stay with Peggy when she would come to New York. And so I immediately reached out to Diane to find out if there were other family members I found a sister in Brooklyn that Peggy was essentially estranged from. Uh, mm -hmm. It took me from finding out it was early in the morning that I found out that she had passed away around 11.30 until um, nine o'clock that evening before I reached her sister. And when I finally got her sister on the phone, uh, she snapped at me. Like, who are you? Why are you calling me at this hour and everything? And when I tried to explain to her that Peggy had passed away, uh, she says, well, why am I just hearing about this now when I had been trying to reach her all day and I was not able to get through to her? Uh, she also had another sister in California that I had a lot of conversations with. Uh, but again, uh, the the path of going through finding the original will, <coughs> excuse me, uh, getting all of the things that I needed to do, um, uh with absolutely no support at all from the family. It was yeah. almost as if the family didn't exist. And uh, they well, what were... I was seeing, not not to interrupt you, but I just, I'm paying attention to both of you now. Yes. So um, 
I was seeing it makes sense to have two sisters then because the way just to explain sometimes how they communicate through symbols and things I was seeing the logo for that show sister sister with the mm -hmm. Maori twins yes um so that makes sense uh that she sometimes they say it twice to make sure I say it but that makes sense sister sister that she was recognizing both of her sisters but then right after that I'm seeing the phrase fulfillment of wishes and with a check mark and so just to put your mind at ease in reference to everything you've gone through with her family and those two sisters in particular you have more than she says exceeded her fulfillment of wishes and she recognizes that um the issues were things that they had between them and it's no longer your responsibility well the you know the interesting thing about all of this is that when uh Peggy asked me to be the executor of her will several years prior, obviously. And I said, yeah. sure, you know, I'll be glad to do what, what uh, and I was also her health proxy. Um, but Peggy was a very uh, strong, uh, healthy person. She was 72, I think, when she passed. Um, she, uh, I'm in a, not in a million years did I ever feel that I would ever have to act upon these requests of hers. As a matter of fact, I had almost forgotten that she had asked me to be her executor until mm -hmm. she passed away. And then, you know, Danny said, well, you've got a job ahead of you because all the, then he's pulling out all the paperwork. And uh, it was a very interesting path that we had. And her ashes are here. I used to joke that, uh, she she always used to say, I'm going to move in with you someday. And I said, now she is. Because yeah. when she passed away, again, tomorrow being the anniversary, um, I, because it, we were still in the throes of COVID, uh, the holidays were coming up. And when I spoke with her sister in California, I said, you know, why don't we have her cremated uh, and have a celebration of her life uh, in July, on her birthday, July 10th. And she, uh, the sister was fine with that. The sister said that she would take care of having the autopsy done. And I don't think an autopsy was ever done because we never I, I'm getting anything. peaceful in reference to her passing. Quite frankly, lots of spirits don't like to really think about that moment of mm -hmm. their passing. Mm -hmm. um, so she's she's not going too much into detail, but what I'm seeing is the word peaceful. Uh, so she was grateful for a peaceful, uh, as painless as possible passing. Uh, if she was conscious, it feels very, very quick by the time that she was actually then out of the body. Um, I'm also getting that there's, I'm seeing like an anchor for her spirit into your heart. And so it's, it can be seen as a, a positive thing, you know, because your heart and your love for her are, are still very much connected, but there can also be some restrictive aspects of that in terms of her being a spirit and remaining grounded still here with an anchor such as that. So if it's okay with you, I would like to communicate with her that she doesn't necessarily need that anchor. And you can reiterate it as well in order to remain connected to your heart and to your love. She doesn't have to keep an anchor here on this plane any longer, which can actually be a drain to their energy. And she can remain connected to you through the heart, through love, not actually through a corded anchor type experience. I really appreciate that. I, I do want to let everybody know, uh, you know, because the holidays are here and because you are one of our sponsors, uh, that uh, looking for the perfect gift this season, gift them and or yourself a spiritual session. And uh, as you can see uh, right now, uh, this, you are phenomenal. Uh, Thank at, you. You know, uh, you know what you do. Um, I, I, I hope that, you know, because I did ask for questions or anything, that mm -hmm. I, uh, if if someone else has a request, and hopefully yeah. I'm not putting you on the spot with this, uh, so I'm going to bring Sherry up once again, and she says, while you're in this mode, maybe you can pick up something on her granddaughter. Okay. Um, Sherry, I know we've spoken a little before, but the first thing I'm seeing with her is a butterfly coming through very large. Uh, I'm also seeing 
that she is actually able to create butterflies in light to come around you. Um, the, the way that she's actually showing it to me is um, like a butterfly sparkle top as well. So this may be something that she had or something that you or someone else has, or it may be something that you are shopping one day and come across. Uh, but whatever this is, know that uh, anything butterfly and sparkly, she really loves and enjoys and is specifically also showing me in the form of a, a top or a shirt. So if that's something that was hers, you might want to have the people who have that, or if you have that or her parents have that, you know, grab it if you ever want a physical sort of interaction with her, or you may want to uh, get one and wear it whenever you're feeling that Keep you need talking. a hug. I'm going to be right back. Okay. So you might want to get one and uh, wear it whenever you want to feel a physical hug or interaction from her. Um, I'm also seeing like a holiday dog, like a Santa hat type dog. So I don't know if this was a stuffed animal that she had. Maybe this is a holiday decoration that you or someone has. Um, but I am getting the impression of celebrating multiple holidays with her as well. She's going to be around for multiple holidays and specifically is also bringing up a dog connection. Oh, you have a sparkle butterfly. That's beautiful. Yes, I have a sparkle butterfly. This was given to me by my dear, uh, I, I got this for my dear friend, Dana Lorge, who I used to host a show together, uh, Wednesday Night Iguana. She passed away, but I gave this to Peggy. And uh, I actually, I have a little altar in my house for Peggy. So there it is. Well, you uh, see, I always tell people when oh. we do a session, the order that things come through in is always important and significant because spirit decides that from a point where they can oversee everything. And so um, even if we were doing a one-on-one -on -one session just with you without uh, Sherry or other people's involvement, you would see that the order always has some kind of playbook that spirit can um, bring into connection. So when we do lives or group readings or things, even when I, you know, before COVID did group readings in person for people that don't know each other or those who do, the order that they step forward in is always connected. They plan it out. Um, so they knew this long before we did. And I very much felt Peggy step aside and say, yes, bring, bring her forward and, you know, answer that. So um, Peggy feels very nurturing. Uh, I don't feel like she had any children, but I feel like she was no. nurturing. Yeah. I feel like she was nurturing to many people in the way that a mother or an aunt would be. Um, so I definitely get that from her spirit. And yes, I see Sherry said a friend sent you butterfly seeds. Yes. So if you want to, um, plant those and know that when you plant them, she is definitely with you. And whenever butterflies physically visit, she is playing a hand in manifesting them for you. I love that. Oh my God. Just incredible stuff. <laughs> uh, so uh, again, anyone, if you have any questions for either of us, uh, bring it up. Yeah. You know, I pulled something up today that I want to um, pull up here. Um, and I love this. Uh, let me uh, just pull this up. There's one month left in the year. Most people are ready to coast to the finish line, but one good month can make the whole year feel like a success. And what can you do in the next 30 days to build uh, momentum and finish the year on a high note? One of the things that I started doing this morning is I'm making a list of 100 things that made this year a highlight for me. Because a lot of people uh, at this time of year we either go into this mode of uh, planning. Uh, I don't like to call them resolutions. I call them intentions for the next year. Uh, and I'm very good about holding on to my intentions. Uh, or uh, looking back at the year with a little bit of regret or a feeling of non-accomplishment. But when I saw this this morning and I start, you know, and I and then I started putting together my 100 uh, items list. Um, because I keep a calendar and everything, it's easy for me to go through. And I keep a daily journal to go through and compare the two. And uh, you'll be amazed, everyone, at what you've accomplished in the past 12 months. Everybody. I don't care who you are, what your lot in life is. Uh, your thoughts on that? I think it's wonderful. I would also say if you're someone who is very self-critical or has a lot of anxiety or feels like you've had a particularly hard year, try to do that without um, sticking to a number. 
because sometimes we put pressure on ourselves trying to come up with, like you said, a hundred, but even trying to come up with five, like people who are particularly going through a hard time um, or are working to overcome situations or patterns in their life. We get this information a lot about being grateful and doing gratitude practice and reminding ourselves of those positive things. And it absolutely is helpful. But I know for myself and clients, trying to stick to a number, even if that's a small number like five, can sometimes put so much pressure on us to come up with it. It can bring on a sense of defeat. And so maybe do that list as a stream of consciousness of just seeing mm -hmm. what comes through to you rather than trying to make number associations unless putting a number on it helps you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely agree with that. Uh, another thing, my I'm going to bring up what my horoscope said yesterday okay. because I love this. And it says the groups you surround yourself with are being highlighted. There's a brilliant beam emanating from the moon in your 11th house of social circles where we are right now, to the sun right. in your third house of local community, uh, bringing people uh, into your life uh, with good intent. Uh, this is a superb time to round up the gang and hit the town together. Uh, be sure that to circulate and talk to people, uh, even those that you hardly know, because some new acquaintance acquaintances uh, could become very dear friends down the line. And I saw that yesterday in my reading and I thought, wow. And I, especially this time of year. So I just want to put that out there. And Sherry is our resident astrologer, but I think that's really resonant because I feel like it was a validation from the universe for you to say, even though you are leaving activation in one circle by leaving being an active Facebook member, um, you're opening yourselves up to more pure and positive relationships of people that are ready to be more reciprocal and in better circles and environments for you. And it's very interesting. Out of the blue yesterday, I got a phone call. He was on the show yesterday afternoon, Raider Forrest. Mm -hmm. um, and just reaching, I mean, in, I'm finding that people are reaching out. Um, it's just been a couple of days now. I mean, today is day three. Um, and like I've said, everyone, I will be back on the new moon. So, uh, and I know that uh, Sherry is going to know when that is. Uh, the rest of you can look it up if you want to know when I'll be back. And I'm going to do that once a month so that I check in. Um, a friend of mine has popped in. So I'm going to bring her on the screen. And this is my dear friend, Joanna Gray. Uh, hello, Joanna. Hi, Joe. Hi, Richard. <laughs> you look very festive there. I love the red. And Joanna Gray. <laughs> No, I'm getting a little bit of an echo. Do you have? No, two I more? am too. I can't. I can't figure out what's going on. You have more than one window open. Oh, that's because I I was watching the show. I just turned oh, it off. Okay, uh, you can so stop watching the show. Close that yeah. window. Yeah. Go away. <laughs> well, when I got your email this morning, I thought it's Christmas, and I'm a red girl, as you can tell by my walls yes, in my yes. office. Uh, have you met Danielle before? I have not, and I've really nice been enjoying you. Dang, it's nice to meet you. What And what prompted me to finally join was one of the things that I do is gratitude lists, which mm -hmm. I think goes along with what you were talking about, Richard, of, you know, taking a look at what you do with your accomplishments. And um, for me, and I don't know if I'm taking this in, in a way you don't want to go, but for me, I no. live alone and, the, and COVID was very hard when we were having to really, really isolate. And so one of the things that I would do, because it was, I mean, I was lonely. It was and I'm an outgoing person and I, you know, I was going out all the time and I was a performer and all of a sudden that all went away. And so I've, what I would do is every morning I would do my gratitude list. And I had a coach years ago who one time said, who told us, you know, even if all you can come up with, cause the day looks so bad is that you woke up and you're still breathing. Start with that. So, yes. I, I do spiritual yeah. coaching for people as well. And I love to remind them of that because 
sometimes the standard gratitude list, like we'll see a lot of things go online about, uh, I have enough food to eat. I have enough running water. Sometimes those are stresses for people. You never really know how someone is balancing their life. And so try not to stick to to things that are acceptable forms of gratitude for other people and just see the basics of what it is for you. And then you could build upon that spirit and higher power in my experience has no set rules and they're not going to punish you or condemn you for uh, not feeling grateful enough unless you believe that they will. But in my experience, they don't want to punish you or condemn you for not being grateful enough for um, big things because not everyone is at a point to have those kind of big things in their life from during certain seasons. Well, we're going to talk in a few minutes about uh, the holidays of today. And one of the holidays, believe it or not, is National Roof Over Your Head Day. Uh, (laughs) Something, I mean, seriously, we take this for granted, but I was watching the news the other night and there was a wonderful gentleman on uh, who, unfortunately, his home burned down last Saturday. He lost everything. But while he was asleep, um, his dog came in and tried to pull him out of the room and he kept pushing the dog away. And I was in a building once that caught on fire and the firemen were beating. There was a firewall on the other side of the wall uh, and they were beating and yelling and screaming. But in a weird sort of thing, it was almost like I was in a trance. I felt like I was in a dream state and everything that was going on around me didn't seem real. Like I felt like I was dreaming at all. And the way this man was describing this, it was exactly, it brought back that memory for me uh, because he said that um, his dog literally saved his life and got him out of there. But the thing is that my point is that this is something we do take for granted. Uh, it, I, I, it, you know, when we, as you're putting your, gratitude list together. Um, That may not even be something that you put on your gratitude list because it's something that we absolutely take for granted every day. Or it could be something that to put on the list could be a stressor to people. A lot of people can struggle with with paying for the roof over their head or paying for rent or whatever. So uh, in my experience, if it brings you a trigger, if it's an area of difficulty right now, shift to something else. But it is good to see you know, for some people that could be a positive reminder. Hey, I didn't even realize I have this going well for me right now. And it would fit well on the list. And for other people, it may be something that triggers something in them to do some other healing and shift to gratitude in another area. Even the terms of my heart is beating right now without me having to consciously control that is something to be grateful for. Absolutely. Well, we are going to talk about the holidays of today in just a moment. But Joanna, I want to ask you, uh, who or what are you celebrating today? What's going on in your life? Well, I'm celebrating that I got to do a live show last week in front of a whole audience with some of my friends. Wow. Was that the first time in a while? Well, I did. I had done one a few weeks before that at a as a, that was a gala at Daly City, which Richard, you're from the, I know you've lived in the Bay Area. I didn't there, um, I performed there, but I met Oh, you. okay. Well, I met you through Richard Nicole. Yes. <laughs> so many people, you know, and Alan's asking, how is 42nd Street doing? Well, you know, we're, we're back. That's the, the other thing is I'm the cabaret coordinator for, for 42nd Street Moon and we're back. We're doing some live cabaret now We're we've done some theater. We just did a, um, concert version of um oh gosh i'm mixing up what we did with someone else oh of gypsy which was wonderful one of my favorite shows we had some great talent um do you i don't know if you know the the daniel thomas but he's the uh, executive guy for for 42nd street moon and he's an incredible musician we had a full orchestra it was wonderful so i'm grateful to be able to be going back out to theater i just saw uh ain't too proud Thursday night, and I'm going to see Bobby Conte Thornton, who you may know from Richard's yeah. Theater. He's doing a show at the Arenda Theater. So I just feel like my my life is getting back on track because that's what I do. I perform and I go to shows all the time. That's me, you know, and I can't wait. I'm doing my yeah, first. I'm so grateful. I had, you know, just a couple of days ago, I had a rehearsal here uh, with the musical director, and it was the first time that I have sung with anyone in almost three years. 
Yes. And it was uh, talk about uh, dopamine or, you know, endorphins going through my body. It was like all of a sudden I felt like I was alive again, uh, just in my living room singing these songs. I'm just so excited about doing this show. I'm, I'm going to make a statement and I don't want you to respond because I'm not putting you on the spot. Okay. But I'm letting you know I have a new show that I'm debuting this next year. So keep me in mind on your calendar. I, it's been a while since I've been in San Francisco and I'd love to come oh. back. So I'm just putting that out there. So let's talk about some of the holidays of today. Um, today is National Apple Pie Day. So, and this, of course, was baked by Danny. You know, I did not do it. So I want to ask either of you, do either of you either bake um, or if so, are you an apple pie fan? Um, well, I think I've told this story on here before. The first time I tried to bake was an apple pie, but it was it was a diabetic apple pie for my grandmother. <laughs> so I was trying to swap everything out for things that would work well with her medications and sugars and everything. And it turned pink because of swapping everything out. <laughs> so that is not my area of strong suit. Baking is a science and I love science, but I am the quantum physics science girl. I'm not necessarily the baking science person. I not bake at all. That's why he did this for me. I say, so what about you, Joanna? Well, I'm not a baker, but I go to the Mariposa Bakery down in the Ferry Building and buy their chocolate chip cookie dough that you can just put in the oven. So that's the extent of my baking. <laughs> oh, that's the easy, that's the easy kind. But I love, I love it both. Um, today, and I, you know, this is very important, and I want to put this out to anyone who's watching either live or in the upcoming weeks. Uh, today is also uh, Coats and uh, Toys for Kids Day. So, and there are a lot of kids this year who don't have uh, gifts. I, there are no material things that I desire at this point in my life, truly. Um, I've reached a point where human interaction, nothing can beat it. It's the greatest gift in the world. I really cherish my friends that I can be with physically and everything. Um, if you are, you know, are inclined uh, or anything, think of calling your local church, your local business or anything, and find out if you can donate something to these kids. Um, and if anyone wants to send anything to me for these kids, I will take that on as well. And, uh, and I will find a local place here in Rockland County that we can do something for. Um, but uh, it's just very important that uh, these kids have a wonderful holiday as well. So that's my thought on that. And uh, also if people don't feel like they're in a position to spend extra on gifts for, you know, I know this time of year can be so pressurized to, to buy gifts or buy things or tokens for people. Um, I think as I you've said before, it's really important to also have conversations about what's actually important to people because sometimes we could stress ourselves out too much of trying to provide gifts for others or not everyone is in a position to want to celebrate in that you know, culturally sanctioned way, but there are ways to support the kids who do want to be able to celebrate with toys. Um, Dollar Tree has Disney items now, you know, there are quality things going in lower cost stores more than ever before. Five Below I saw had some, um, matter of fact, I'm going to be picking up, they had like Buzz Lightyears for $7. Oh, um, when I was, yeah, so there, there are ways to do it without overexerting yourself so that it's a blessing to others while still not harming you. Joanna, anything you want to say on that? Yeah, I just every year do a lot of donations to a lot of groups that I really strongly believe in. Um, and I, I don't want to get political here, so I won't mention no, them. You can get political. It's okay. Okay. Well, like Planned Parenthood, ACLU, uh, Southern Poverty Law. And then I do, donate to a lot of local charities because I want to keep it at home, like Project Open Hand and the Haight-Ashbury food bank and things like that. So I, that's a lot of what I do. I also donate to the, they have a warm coat thing here that I'm going to be donating to because I went through my closet. I have so many coats. <laughs> it's just, yes. I mean, I think that's the other thing is just kind of looking at how you can support your community. I, I like supporting the big 
organizations that are doing things, but I also like supporting the community, the people that are helping my community here in San Francisco. Well, I'm glad you got political because I'm going to build. <laughs> I'm going to build upon that. <laughs> now more than ever, um, Planned Parenthood is an organization that needs our help. So if anyone is able to contribute there, that's a great idea. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, today and you could also well. donate time. So if people don't have the funds to donate this year, look into places and ways that you could donate your time. Monday is National Volunteer Day. So right, there you go. Perfect. Yes. Um, today is also International Day of Persons with Dis uh, Disabilities. I want to say, you know, I'm going to get back to Peggy for a moment because Peggy, uh, as a blind person, the last thing that she ever wanted to be called, uh, considered was handicapped or disabled. Uh, she got around on this planet better than anyone I know with eyesight. She jumped out of an airplane when she was 60 years old. Uh, she uh, went on cruises. If she couldn't get anyone to go with her, she loved the malt shop cruises. Bobby Rydell, uh, Teresa Brewer, uh, you know, all, she traveled by herself. Uh, she was scheduled before COVID hit uh, to go to Rome. And that was a lifetime dream of hers. Um, and then COVID hit. And I was the one who was arguing with her, do not go, do not go, do not go. And she says, until they tell me I can't go, I'm going. And then one day they called and they said, we're canceling our trips. So, you know, so today is a day to acknowledge those who we feel are handicapped or disabled, but let's celebrate their strengths. That's where I want to go with that. Danielle? Well, I was, uh, as you know, I was wheelchair bound for a large portion of my life for 10 years, actually. And um, it really blew my mind how few places are set up as accessible, even though that's the law and the ruling. Uh, people try to cut corners with that. And people do tend to be more disrespectful, especially uh, actually if you're trying to get out such as Peggy did, or if you're trying to um, get out there and get yourself in a better health position. I know that we can actually be punished as people for trying to change our position or push ourselves to do things that we wanted mm -hmm. to do um, because sometimes doctors or agencies or people that we need help from if and when we're disabled, uh, they want to keep you at a certain level. And if you want to go past that, they can tend to punish people in terms of um, things that you can get approved for then via insurance, whether you need it or not. So there are all sorts of things that are really not considered in this country in terms of allowing people to adjust to their abilities or disabilities um, while also making room for them to improve or have the best life they can within that spectrum. Uh, before you know, I get to you, Jill, my mother, oh, go ahead. No, I want to say that, um, and you're absolutely right, I tried for years and years and years uh, to get the restaurants in New York City to have Braille menus because this is something we take for granted. Um, right you know, taking her out to dinner, I would read all the, uh, every item in the menu to her because, uh, but restaurants, it's a huge expense, everyone on, you know, on, uh, you know, with the restaurant, uh, because with specials and everything changing, if their menus change on a regular basis, and a lot of restaurants do, it's very expensive to have Braille menus created. And that's why most restaurants don't have this. But Peggy's favorite restaurant, believe it or not, was Cracker Barrel. And we were to travel. And as she would, she she had a sixth sense of knowing when we were near a Cracker Barrel. And I will say they had Braille menus. So it was, so my shout out to them. So Joanna, I'm sorry. Well, what I was going to say, my, my mom had a stroke and was in a wheelchair for the, about the last six years of her life. And it did not impact her brain. And what I found really frustrating was this. We would go, whenever I went down to visit her, I would take her and do all the things like, you know, buying makeup and stuff that her husband didn't want to do, my stepdad. And so I, we would go up to a counter. This is just one example of many. And um, she would say that she wanted to look at a lipstick. And the salespeople would address me. Well, what color do you think she would want to see? And I'd say, Mom, what color do you want? 
you know, and kind of give them, you know, <laughs> and it happened over and over again. And I just found that really frustrating. It's, it's, there's just something about how they treated her that in, I must say enraged me, <laughs> you know, and I, so I, I, I don't know if you ran into that, Danielle, but it was just, if there's a way that we treat people, I also have a friend who is differently abled in that her spine is fused. So she should probably be five, seven, but she's four eleven, and she cannot move her body except like this. And she looks odd because her neck is, and people, when we would walk down the street, people would actually yell things at her that were really nasty. And she, it was, it was really interesting to me to just see, she's one of my best friends and it was just really awful to see the way people treated her sometimes. Like somehow yeah, she didn't I have a, a cousin who is quadriplegic from um, accidents during birth and cerebral palsy. And uh, the way that people treat or look at him, I, I hate it for him and for my aunt. And I've always, because of my gift, I've been able to connect with him and I very much see him as a man. He's only a year younger than I am. I've always seen him as the age that he is, um, but he's almost completely nonverbal. He can say a few things, yes, no, and people's names and stuff like that. Um, but people don't want to even give him that opportunity in many cases. He can say yes or no, or if he's in pain or not, or if something is right with him. Um, but if my aunt is there, people will try to ask her. And luckily I can have more communication with him telepathically, but um, it's, it's really a horrible thing. And people bypass that and don't realize because they're trying to be politically correct. And sometimes our perception of politically correct is, is actually harmful to people and, and hurts their soul. Absolutely. One of the interviews that I did earlier this year, uh, just a, a couple of months ago, was with Sheila Nevins. Um, and Sheila Nevins has an incredible book that I highly recommend. Uh, again, if you're looking for a great gift for yourself or someone else, the book is called Funny You Don't Look Your Age and Other Fairy Tales. And uh, I, after I had, a, uh, you know, after we set up the interview, uh, her assistant sent me the audiobook. And each chapter of the audiobook is read by a different celebrity. And the chapter, uh, her mother uh, had, you know, was differently abled. I'm going to use that from now on. Um, differently abled. And uh, her, the last chapter of the book is read by Meryl Streep. And hearing Meryl Streep, phenomenal actress as we all know she is, Sheila told me that she really captured her you know, that who she was and her mother in her reading of this chapter. And uh, Natasha says she has the audiobook and loves it. I recommend it to everybody. I but listened to last... the audiobook as well. I loved oh, that. Did. So you know yes. which chapter I'm talking about, but that last chapter truly got me because, and that was all based on fact, that that happened to her where some woman actually said to, you know, she should not be seen because of her differently abled appearance. So and I love what Sheila said about the fact that she was embarrassed by her response at the time and only looking back can she see how she actually wanted to respond and should have or could have responded. So um, I do wanna encourage people, take a moment and a breather if you can uh, during those experiences and don't be afraid to speak up in that moment because it's it's far worse to look back on those things with regret and to constantly ruminate or replay them in your head than to actually risk offending someone who is offending you and just say with as much kindness as you can, uh, I would prefer you use a different term or, you know, the person is right here. You can speak with them and ask them as well. Is there a reason why you're not addressing them? Because if we can pose it as a question, to the other people. They may be taken off guard, but they're more inclined as well to answer and change their behavior if we pose something as a question rather than a condemnment of their current behavior. So we have gone a little over, we're, or we're about to cross <laughs> that uh, mark. But before we go, I've got three, and there are three of us, uh, we've got three questions. I'm going to go to you, Joanna. So you get to pull the number one through three, and it's a mystery question today. <laughs> Two. Okay. And it's an impact question. Um, how are you, how, are, this is good based on the, what we're talking about today. How are you doing good in the world? And how do you feel about the level of impact that you're making? 
I feel like there's something in me that people trust. And as a result, I've ended up being a mentor to a lot of people and have actually been told by more than one that I've impacted their life in getting them back into performing because of something that I said or did for them. And so I feel like what I bring is a, a level of acceptance and um, encouragement that allows people to step out of what they're doing. I have two friends who had stopped performing and unbeknownst to me, something that I did with them, got them back into performing and they came back to me and said, this is just recently how grateful they were. And, and I hadn't know, I didn't know they had stopped performing. And so I feel like there's something in me that supports people around doing what That's they're wonderful. doing. Well, God bless you. So Danielle, you get to pick a number one or two. I choose two. I choose two. Okay. And your question is, if you could write a book, what would it be about? Uh, I am writing actually. So <laughs> mine is most, <laughs> mine is mostly about, um, I, I probably will end up with more than one book here because of the subject matter, but uh, a lot of the spiritual stuff and, and specifically about healing and understanding our patterns because, um, you know, I started as a spirit medium, but my work over the years really has expanded into this energy healing capacity. And that's why I have what I call the quantum sessions, because I love to work with people's field. And while I do find mm -hmm. it valuable to connect them with loved ones in spirit, um, spirit has grown my ability and I've invested a lot of time into being able to help people understand their patterns as well and any woundings they may have or with that their loved ones may have with them and being able to unravel and address and heal those things. So um, it's mostly about about healing and, and kind of self-help spirituality style. I love that. So I'm going to answer the last question. I don't know what it is yet. Uh, I'm going to use that to tie into my closing remarks. Um, I do want to thank you, Joanna, for being here. Don't go anywhere for a moment. I want to let everybody know that Danielle and I are going to be co-hosting the Friday wrap-up show on the 16th, I think it is. Is that the yes. day that we're doing that? And we are going to come up with a very interesting uh, theme for that day and then put it all together. Um, I am going to say my closing remarks, then I'm going to turn it over to you, Joanna. And before you speak, Danielle, I'm going to run your little video clip here so that everybody can see what, in your own words uh, what you are offering. And everyone, it's a wonderful gift either for yourself or for someone else. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. So the question is, what is the thing that you just can't let go of? Sarah, are you doing this? Um, what needs to happen for you to release it forever? Um, I don't know if there's anything that I'm having trouble letting go of because I'm at a place right now where I am letting go of a lot of things. Um, my stepping away from Facebook was something that I needed to do for my own self-preservation. Um, I uh, then, and I spoke to Danielle about this, I had a, this epiphany moment that rather than leaving completely, that I would pop in one day a month and it would be my way to check in with everybody, to say hello, let everybody know what's going on in my life because some people, that is their main method of communication. But I do want to let people know that I'm available. I'm the most accessible person in the, phone, uh, in the world. Uh, reach out with a phone call. Uh, reach out to me um, on any other platform other than Facebook because I will be very selective moving forward. And who knows, I may fi fi figure out that I needed a little bit more than I know at this point, or I may figure out that I don't need it at all. But the real thing for me, and again, sounding like a broken record, um, I've reached a point where I no longer wanna be just another item in some people's newsfeed. Um, that's, I find that a lot of people are not thinking of other people uh, and I'm speaking in general terms right now, everyone, until that person pops up in your newsfeed. And I think that it has affected the way that we are interacting with each other on this planet and the way that we're thinking about each other. Um, I was watching one of the news programs last night and they were talking about the comments that uh, Kanye West made yesterday, uh, embracing Hitler. 
and saying that Hitler was a hero of his, uh, just to put it out there. Um, and a lot of people are not speaking out against anti-Semitism, uh, homophobia, any of the things because they don't want to rock the boat, they don't want to do anything. And Facebook, social media, these platforms are not the place to have those discussions. Because as Danielle said at the beginning of the show, there are people that hide behind faceless uh, profile pictures and everything. You don't even know who these people are. So don't give it, let it go. Um, so those are the things to let go of. Um, I, I'm getting a little feedback, Joanna. I, 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 I am too. I, I think it's from Spirit, actually, because Joanna, can you hang on after we close the show today? Because I have a message for you and we're already over time. So after Richard closes, can you stay on? And I'll give stay you the message. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yes. So it, it's very interesting that that's happening. So uh, the point is, as I end all my shows, telling everyone, I've been going through my database and I'm looking at names that I haven't spoken to in ages. Just reaching out saying, I'm thinking of you today. Um, let's get together for a cup of coffee, uh, a, a show, a movie, anything, just to show that that connection is still there. I think it's very important that we all take the time to do that. And I love what Kasira McKee says, that uh, she replaces the word stress with overcommitment that especially this time of year, we all feel overcommitted. We feel overcommitted that we cannot get the perfect gift for someone or that we can't make this or whatever. And again, I always say there's nothing like human interaction. Just send someone a card saying, uh, pick a date and a time and let's get together. Even if it's a Zoom call, that is something that is worthwhile. And it doesn't cost that much to do that. Just make sure that it's um, I also, um, as you all know, have ended all my shows by saying, uh, my dear friend, Sean Moniger, he says, we're all in this together, but we're not in the same boat. You never know what someone else is going through right now. But again, the meme that I love is that we're all in the same storm. We're just in different size boats. Some are on yachts, some are in canoes, some are in kayaks, some are in dinghies, some are on tugboats pushing everything upstream. I don't care what size boat you're on, make sure you have a skipper by your side. And on that note, Joanna, I'm gonna turn it over to you. For, oh, <laughs> I'm not sure words. what I'm saying. Closing words. I just wanna say thank you for text or emailing me this morning and getting me onto the show today. I'm thrilled to be here. And it was lovely hearing all the things that you had to say, Danielle having never Thank met you before. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Yeah. Well, I look forward to speaking to you in a minute. Um, okay. Thank you. <laughs> and my closing words uh, are really spark. Skipper celebrates family. Happy and blessed holidays, everybody. I am so thankful to have gotten to know so many of you this past year. And if you've been wanting to work with me, I wanted to let you know I'm having holiday specials on my website, damseldesigns, D-A-M-C-L designs.com with buy one, get one holiday offers, gift certificate specials, payment plans, and more. There really is no shortage of ways to work with me this season or to invest in energy for yourself or your loved ones. I would love to help connect you even beyond the worlds of spirit and spirit animal medicine and help you understand more of your own energy work through patterns deep dive and rise to create the life that you love i will see you in the comments and happy holidays everyone well, thank you, other me. <laughs> that basically sums up where you can find me on my website, if you like. Or I also have a YouTube channel, uh, which is the same name, D's Enlightened Edits, like you can see here. And as my closing words, I'll direct you. Uh, every Wednesday night, I post a chat and channel session podcast. The most recent one is about grief during the holidays. So just for any of you who are grieving this season from a loss, or find that your grief revisits you during the holiday season, you may find that helpful. And please know that you are in my prayers and there is no right or wrong way to celebrate money. Nothing should be a restriction to doing what's best for you, your soul, and those you love and want to respect. So I hope everyone has a wonderful start to the holiday season and I will see you on the 16th.